Hebrews 12.1 says we are surrounded by witnesses and that we should cast off sin and obstacles that keep us from God. We are to run with endurance the race that is set before us. This is Cross Training. Building your faith to not only carry the cross of Christ, but to get up when you fall and run toward the finish line. Faith-filled business leaders and individuals share their testimony to inspire your journey. Now here's your host for Cross Training, David Anderson. Hello, welcome to Cross Training with David Anderson, me, your host. We have a great super guest, Deacon Richard Eason, and uh, we call him Deacon Rich. He's a fellow Cavalier, and if you look at the size of him, you would never know he played defensive. I was a linebacker. Actually. A linebacker. Yeah. I can see him more as a linebacker. Yeah. Uh, but uh, way back in the day, I don't know if you're on the wall yet at Yale College Inn. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I haven't made that. So. As the high school uh, <laughs> Hall of Fame, yeah. but maybe one day uh, your records will, will shatter. But um, we do have the Cavalier connection. We go way back, but we really go back because when I was looking for a new church uh, after leaving the downtown area, I came across, I went to different churches, and my family had been at St. Stephen's for a long time, and I went one morning and caught the Monsignor on a rare 8 o'clock service, and I heard him. I understood, and that's what I was looking for, someone that I could hear, and he was very clear. There was no uh, missing the point, and he had a great message. And at the, it was an 8 o'clock mass. The sun was coming up behind the church east, and the big round stained glass window on the left, it was solid white because of the sun. And as the mass went through, it was Jesus. And I went home uh, and said, you know, I found our parish. And we were there for, I guess, 10, 12 years uh, before moving to Holy Name recently. And I got to know you, Deacon Rich. Amen. Appreciate the relationship, David, all the time. And thank you for the opportunity to be with you today. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, we are going to talk a little about a period of your life that required your faith to dig into, to get you through it. Uh, and I, I certainly don't want just that law school was too tough. <laughs> uh, yeah, that because I see I see that with you. Know? But um, why don't you tell us a little sure. about your journey to sure. where you are today? And I'm going to tell you. I uh, got a special surprise at the end of the, towards the end of the show. We're going to talk about Richard's new book, Spiritual Excellence, uh, which I am familiar with. It we did it in a book club with our men's group, and that's another tie that we have. We're part of a men's group that have been together for ten years or so. It's a pretty deep group of men. But uh, if you don't mind, share. Sure. Well, I was in my early thirties and uh, married with three young boys at home and. Uh, in a law practice, and those involved in the legal field will know that when you're four, five, six years out, you really don't know a whole lot, especially when you're competing with in cases with people who've been out 25, 30, 35 years. Uh, so, and then I had a my father had been in the hospital with open heart surgery, and he had diabetes, and they cut one of his legs off, and and I had a family member who was in detox unit at East Jefferson Hospital, and between all of those that. All of those things I was in way over my head, and uh, I was struggling with just being able to function every day with being a father, a lawyer, a caregiver, a uh, brother, a son, and wearing all those hats. And uh, I had the inspiration from the Holy Spirit to outline the New Testament. And uh, so I sat down uh, one night and started with the book of Matthew, and, uh, and I outlined about half a chapter a night. Couldn't get there every night, but a couple nights a week. And I peace came over my soul and uh, it allowed me to have direction from the Holy Spirit really for the first time in my life in a way that was tangible that I could experience it and feel it and uh, when you have the Holy Spirit at work in your soul when you have decisions to make in the litigation world with clients uh, decisions to make as parent and as uh, caretaker in your family you have to have the Holy Spirit there for things to work and uh, so by walking through uh, the New Testament over the course of about a year and a half, maybe close to two years, uh, the wisdom from the Holy Spirit came into my soul and just uh, guided me on the journey. And uh, 
and that's been a key for the, my whole life uh, since that time. So uh, over 30-plus years uh, since that time and just had a phenomenal spiritual journey along the way, which has brought me all kinds of directions and all kinds of wonderful things. And uh, can't say enough how much I appreciate the Holy Spirit guiding me during that most crucial time in my soul. You were how old? Early 30s. I can't remember whether it was 31, 32. You started pretty early. You had three kids. You had already finished law school. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a challenging time, and I was in a law firm with, um, I don't mind saying the name, Adams and Reese. People in the community here will know that name. Were you uh, one of the original members? No, no, no. I was probably maybe number 25 or so. We're now about 300 lawyers. So, so, but in its infancy, relatively speaking, it's grown into this regional firm with 17 cities now in nine states. And uh, so... The opportunity to to learn in that practice of with very experienced people and then to take on cases that were way beyond my experience level and capability at the time were a, a real challenge. So uh, trying to manage all those things was uh, a big, big challenge at the same time an opportunity. And I'm so thankful to our Lord for providing the Holy Spirit at work in my soul. And then the spiritual journey since that time has been phenomenal uh, along the way. I can almost put myself in, in where, where you must have been in your head, your thirty early thirties. You've got a lot, a mortgage, three kids, a wife, uh, a dad who's needing a lot of help. Yeah, uh, probably emotionally as well as just making sure the meals are ready and everybody's clean. And uh, wow, a phenomenal busy schedule. But and look, in our and world, then the work. Yeah. And I'm doing 50 to 60 hours a week on top of that. And uh, and then staying up at night thinking about lawsuits and learning how to deal with that. Because I came from the background that you did from Dallas Al and did summer jobs working, uh, doing labor work, uh, going through school and, uh, and learning about how the real world works. Um, when you go through this kind of Camelot environment, when you hit the real world, when in the litigation world, when it's difficult to find the truth, you have to find the truth. And it's a hard thing to do. So you have to have some kind of uh, divine guidance to be able to manage all of these kinds of things. And, uh, and as many people know along the way, and your listeners know, uh, uh, when you get to that point in life where you start to recognize how valuable the Holy Spirit in your life, it's a spiritual game changer. Your life changes. And over- Did you have that through high school and no, college? No, no. I was just a, kind of the Catholic that was going to church on Sundays. Uh, my mother and father were strong Catholics and very big believers in the faith, but uh, was going more out of just obligation than out of uh, really gaining any value of going. Mm-hmm. And uh, so another uh, pretty interesting time, and everybody can appreciate with this. Um, I was in my senior year of college and felt the guidance from the Holy Spirit to think about law school. So, uh, so those who have gone that route know you have to take the LSAT test to. Uh, to be able to gain a good score to get into to law school. So, uh, so I studied for three or four weeks, and I'm not sure how I'm going to do, but I know you got to make this score or you're not going to get in. So, uh, so I'm studying. I take the test on a Saturday morning, and I feel like I bombed it. So, uh, And for those of you who live uptown New Orleans, I'm hanging out at Fat Harry's and other places until like 4 o'clock in the morning, and I realize that I have, I'm elected at the 7 a.m. Mass <laughs> at St. Clement Rome Church in Metairie. <laughs> And so I, I walk into church that morning, and uh, I'm doubting. I said, I don't know what I'm going to do. My future's up. It's gone. Uh, I have no idea where to go. And it, that day is the gospel of Doubting Thomas. Nice. And, uh, and I'm sitting nice. there going, you, you idiot. <laughs> and I realized that it was one of the first times I had a spiritual inclination, aside from the one I was telling you about. I was yes, early 30s, yes. so I was 21 years old at the time. And I realized that that's so important is that we got to have faith. But I didn't sustain it. It was just a one-time event. That's all right. It touched you right yeah, at that moment. It did. And Absolutely. Started building that dam. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's wonderful. And, uh, this is David Anderson, host of Cross Training on Catholic Community Media, and we're interviewing Deacon Richard Eason. We are broadcasting from the beautiful studios of Uptown New Orleans at Loyola, the Mike Early Studios. So going back, I really like that. Where you, where you just had that little flash of the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's like kind of a bell ring. Not that it sticks. That's exactly right. But it did happen. You did recognize it. 
and it's often the case, you know, people who are starting to get more connected to the faith uh, get those bell rungs. And it's a nice bell, and you enjoy it. It really doesn't mean you stop going to Fat Harry's till 4 in the morning at that point. You still have some development to go. Right. But uh, at some point, and it happens, and it's really nice to be able to recognize that when those things do happen. Uh, I think they're you know just little messages uh, from God saying, "Okay, I'm here. You're not ready to come back full time, but know that the job is open and waiting for you." Um, so you're getting through this life. You're 33. Your firm is growing. Uh, exponentially, you became experts in banking. That's uh, uh, how I knew Adams and Reese. Firms growing, you're growing, families growing. Life is getting a little bit more stable. Uh, did that happen rapidly, or did that take a long time? Well, I had another very uh, unique experience too, and, and and many of your listeners will know. And you look back on your life that Jesus is touching you along the way in different ways. Sometimes you're recognizing it. Sometimes you're not. And sometimes you recognize it for a limited period of time, and then you go back to your old ways. And your pride kind of takes over. Um, I was moving along a little bit further in life and got into uh, some very large litigation uh, involving, uh, it was a claim for $100 million, and I went through a trial for a month in Lafayette. And uh, right before the trial, the CEO of the company, it's a worldwide international conglomerate, told me that if I lost the case, the 400 jobs for this manufacturing plant in North Mississippi would go, would be lost. And the uh, associate general counsel was there for the trial and told me if I lost the case, she would lose her job. So uh, a lot of pressure going into this trial. And uh, so I, uh, being a spiritual man and, and uh, realizing that the only way I'm going to get through this is with the Holy Spirit. So I take the literally take a picture of the image of the Sacred Heart of Jesus I have it in my hotel room for a month at the Homewood Suites in Lafayette because during the day you're trying a case at night, you're meeting witnesses on the weekend, you're preparing. It's a very intense time. And uh, and I kept getting this message. He said, as long as you're trying to be perfect following my ways, I will guide you to justice in this matter. And, uh, and sure enough, uh, after a month's time, justice was served. We were able to resolve the case uh, shortly before the case went to the jury at a very uh, nominal number for our clients and uh, and what I think was just for the circumstances. So the jobs were saved um, for the 400 people who worked in this manufacturing plant. The associate general counsel's job was saved. And I knew then that after a month of day-to-day, moment-to-moment guidance from the Holy Spirit that that's the only way the world works. And shame on us if we don't get it and we don't figure it out because we're depriving ourselves of the joy and happiness in life. Of joy. That's it. I ran into a kid the other day who uh, I've seen around. I say kid. He's in his 20s, probably maybe 30. And uh, we were talking about, you know, how how do you display that you're a, a religious person, a Catholic? He has this big medallion out. And I said, that turns people off. I mean, you're not the archbishop to right. wear, you know, uh, a crucifix out there. I said, let them feel your joy in your workplace and say, oh, wow, he's a joyful person. And uh, and he goes up to Holy Name or St. Stephen's and, you know, maybe they, you can spread that. You can spread our religion better through joy than uh, some emblem that you're wearing. Amen on that. In my opinion. But what do I know? Well, and to follow up on your point, uh, when you have the Holy Spirit at work in your soul, natural joy comes from who you are. People see you, you become a rock for others, and you become what Jesus uh, wants everyone to be, and that's to be the face of Jesus to others. And when you do that, people realize that, and you're an inspiration to those around you because it just comes from you and emanates from your soul, and everything you think, say, and do comes from Jesus. So it's real. And uh, I just hope that as our world continues to evolve, that more and more people can understand that concept and have that joy in their lives uh, every day. I I really feel we're starting to see that pendulum come back to that because there's so much depression and loneliness and anxiety in the world that 
it, the real cure is not made by a pharmaceutical company that's going to make a profit off of that. The real cure is learning that Jesus came down and died for our sins, and we don't have to hold that anxiety anymore. And it's like a reinsurance company. You can lay your anxiety off. Right. Uh, but, um, well, what's interesting about that, as you say, uh, I noticed uh, after Hurricane Katrina went through New Orleans and uh, the devastation throughout our community, and it's not that long ago for all of us to remember, the attendance at Mass was skyrocketed. When yes. people were down and out and struggling, they turned to our Lord, and unfortunately it didn't sustain itself. And we all know the things that are going on in the world now, any one of which, when the shoe drops, we're going to be in a similar type of time. And I hope we don't have to get to that point to get people back to the faith, but it's important that people recognize the value of our Lord, and as more and more people gravitate to Him, our world's problems become less and less, because He's the answer for everything. Certainly, COVID didn't help church attendance. Yeah, uh, A lot of people went online with yeah. it, and that stepped up everyone's game. But uh, we're starting to see uh, in several uh, archdiocesan churches, they're uh, starting to come back to pre-COVID numbers, yeah, which were trailed off from Katrina, like you said, but yeah. still right. uh, starting to see, uh, you know, just looking at, at a financial charts of uh, you started to see the bottom right, and already starting to come up, sure. uh, which sure. is a wonderful sign. Sure. Cures crime. Yeah. All kinds of things. <laughs> it's really amazing. Uh, yeah. Uh, it can make uh, – where they say uh, an amazing grace. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. All of us are there. You know, this conversation, David, is a great segue to this uh, this book on spiritual excellence. Because um, as you look at the world around us, um, as we've talked about some of these hit or miss times when the Lord touches us in different ways, uh, we're all familiar with this concept of excellence in things we do. We see excellence in business. You have to have it to sustain a business. You have to have excellence in the design of this studio that we're in today, or design of this building that we're in. And if you don't have excellence in business practices and education and hospital care or health care, whatever it is, uh, people are not going to perform and reach their goal, and nor and people are going to flounder. And when you think about the concept of excellence in our spiritual journey, it's the same thing. We have to practice the principles of Jesus excellently to have this Holy Spirit work in our souls that leads to joy, happiness, and peace. You know, I just picked up the book and I thumbed through it, and uh, I've been through you with you through the whole process of writing this book, Yeah, and um, I land on Chapter 5, Handling Conflict and Adversity. Absolutely. Uh, which is, you know, one of all of our big tasks yes. in life, and how do you handle it? Not through medicine. Or, uh, you know, therapy is very good, and medicine is good for some people. It right. uh, handles a lot. But this is a mass cure uh, for, uh, and I don't mean that pun in, in mass to my non-Catholic brothers, uh, but um, it is. Pulls you in. I don't care if you're going to a church in Zachary or uh, a Catholic church here, you're going to hear the word of Jesus. Right. And... Uh, which is the most important element to resolve anxiety. Yes, absolutely. And in this book, and I'm not trying to promote the book, I'm trying to really promote the concept of excellence in your practice of life, but I mean, people struggle in their faith, they struggle with temptation and sin, conflict and adversity, as you mentioned, suffering, uh, fear, stress, and worry, forgiveness of other people and all of those any and all of those things which people can experience in life can rob you of your joy happiness and peace and until you recognize that you're bouncing around like a ping pong ball on a ping pong table emotionally and psychologically and spiritually until you recognize that i have to have the holy spirit at the cornerstone and at the center of my life um you're not going to be able to overcome that and it's readily out there it's just simple as Reading through the Gospels or attending Mass regularly or spending time in the Adoration Chapel or a regular prayer time. And this book talks about the remedies for all those kinds of challenges. And St. Paul is the one that coined the concept of spiritual excellence. He writes about it in his book of Philippians and Corinthians. He says, if there's any excellence in the world, then we must practice that in all aspects of our faith. And he was wise about that. 2,000 years ago after he converted 
to Christ's ways when he was actually persecuting Christians in the early church. And uh, he recognized it, and that's what led him on his journey to writing the books of the New Testament and converting souls in his time in this world. And we all have to recognize that that same concept is what is in the world today that we have to recognize. Jesus practiced it. He wrote about it. It's We have the same opportunity. We have the choice to make every day. Are we going to be excellent in our spiritual journey or are we going to fall off? Again, this is David Anderson, host of Cross Training on Catholic Community Media and today at the beautiful Uptown Studios at Loyola University. We have a great guest, Deacon Richard Eason. I call him Rich or Richard. Uh, we're talking about uh, people who are able to exemplify that outward spirit of joy and holiness. Your law partner, who was in here uh, a couple weeks ago, Mark Spansel, I think is one of those people that exemplify that. He's so joyful, so, I mean, he comes off as, as an intellectual, not as pompous, just someone who's well-read, well-written, and he, uh, I can see the two of you guys being law partners for a long time, as, as you have been, because you both give that aura of, I'm a peaceful person, I come in peace, I have joy, and maybe if you, you know, listen a little bit about what I do, you may have that same joy, and it's not me, it's who I go seek my counsel from. Sure, it's the Holy Spirit in in our daily lives. If you think about it another way, take a hundred people that you know, uh, from all walks of life, all age groups, all diverse backgrounds, um, there's going to be on that spectrum, there's going to be a percentage of people that have little or no active faith in their lives. And then there's going to be a, a, another small group of people who walk in the trail of holiness every day because you see how they conduct themselves. The vast majority of people like all of us are somewhere in the middle. So we're on this journey of a spectrum of faith. And we want to be on the spectrum of faith where our souls are on autopilot where the Holy Spirit is controlling our decision-making and our thoughts, words, and actions every day. So we want to gravitate to that. And, and I promise you, if you, any of your listeners today, just pick up uh, any spiritual book or one of the Gospels and read it for 10 days. And each day you'll grow in your spirituality and you realize, you know, there's a better way to live than I am right now. And you'll get the, the clues and the evidence to yourself that, I don't have to be a ping pong ball anymore. I can let the Holy Spirit run my soul. It doesn't take much of a commitment, 15 minutes a day. You know, turn off the television a little bit earlier. Uh, get off your phone for a little while. Spend 15 to 20 minutes working your way through one of the Gospels for a few weeks, and uh, you'll see there's a better way to live your life, and the journey is phenomenal. Because once you start on it, it's not just about you. It's infectious. Uh, it's going to infect your family spiritually in your relationship with your spouse, with your children, with your friends and neighbors. And uh, as you said earlier, David, we've got to have that going forward. Uh, our world is swinging back that way with the new evangelization. And uh, each one of us have that opportunity if we just let the Lord in and, and guide us in our journey. It does take a lot, though, because a lot there's so many words and the images out there to say that what we do is is stupid and inconsequential uh, and they'll recite history of all kinds of things uh, and say you know that's real history when they just dismiss what we say is is actual history yeah. written hand given to the next guy given to the next guy written from the people who were there it's a yeah. big difference yeah you know I say, said this before if you read a testimony of someone who was in World War II that was you know, maybe your great-grandfather or grandfather, man, you would take it as an actual account of that situation. Now, it's just the same thing, just several generations removed. Absolutely, and uh, as much as I had my father and his three brothers were all in World War II, and uh, unfortunately I have letters, fortunately I have letters from one of my uncles who died in a bombing raid over Japan six weeks before the war ended, and I have a... His, his letters that have some of his spiritual journey in there when he was oh, an aircraft carrier. He was a, a fighter pilot. He flew a Corsair plane at sure. the time, leading the bombardier mission over Japan. And in his letters... A7 Corsair. Yes, yeah, yeah, sir. You know it well. 
Air Defense. Yeah. U.S. That, Army. Yeah. Well, you know it well. Yeah. So, uh, but the he those guys, uh, the greatest generation, as we all know, but so many of them had strong spiritual faith because they had to, because it was life or death for them, life or death for not only them but for our country, and they gave up their lives for us, and in the same way, our Lord gave up His life for us too, and and the holy ones in the world understand this concept, but all of us have that opportunity to be like the brave men and women in World War II, you know, the holy ones through the years in the church, the great saints, and the holy ones we have in our community. Um, the parish priests uh, like Father Mark Thibodeau and Archbishop Amen and Father Bo Charbonnet and Father Billy O'Reard and Monsignor Nalti. I was say, you better say Monsignor yeah. Nalti. I don't want to put him first on the yeah, list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah okay, okay. But all I know is all of those guys who demonstrate this holiness every day, they got it. They practice that spiritual excellence. You can't work as a pastor in a in a church with thousands of parishioners with the constant need for attention to help others at all time and give your soul to people every day if you don't have spiritual excellence in your soul and that aura of holiness that you can just see in these men. Think about, uh, you just maybe have a thought about what they do and you know you can measure what you do and everybody can measure what they do. Their actual job is not just to run the parish well, but to bring people in to get and hear what we're talking about and say, you know, pointing to the crucifix and saying, you know, follow that. Right. I'm just a mediator. That's a real measurement of, wow, you have to have a lot of faith to absorb that anxiety of people coming to you all the time. They're not coming saying, hey, I'm so in love with Christ. They're coming saying, you know, I don't believe in this stuff. Yeah. Why should I? Yeah. Constant. Yeah. Constant. Absolutely. Every day it's spiritual direction from parishioners who don't believe or who's struggling in their faith in some way, then you get a call to go to the hospital to do the last rites for somebody who's passing. you got to do a funeral. Then on that night you're doing a wedding. I mean, and you got a baptism on Sunday and you're preaching uh, every weekend. I mean, you got a full-time 24-7 journey of people tugging on you for spiritual issues. And you have to run the parish like a business. Absolutely. There's always repairs and stuff you want to add to make it uh, a more joyful experience for people coming. Absolutely. Uh, we have a super guest, Deacon Richard Eason, and uh, we call him Deacon Rich. Well, we're going to switch gears a little bit. We've been pretty deep in theology. Sure. I hope folks have been taking notes, my sister in particular, uh, and talk about a little food. Sure. And uh, this is David Anderson, host of Cross Training. I have my uh, very special friend who we've been praying together for a long time in various places uh, weekly right, for 10 or so years, Deacon Richard Eason. And I uh, got to know him really well when he was deacon at St. Stephen's and I'd known of him for a long time. Most people didn't know that he was a perennial all-star at Johnny Bright Playground. <laughs> oh, we're going back in time now. <laughs> uh, and I am correct. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, know about that part, but yeah, yeah. I played there. How about that? I've heard. <laughs> a perennial all-star yeah. is uh, at Johnny Bright. But um, w- when we go out to dinner, we don't go out. We, we have our same spots that we go to. Everybody does. Yeah. Whether you're up in uh, East Feliciana or in, particularly in New Orleans, there are great restaurants that I could go to from my house uptown to Lakeview or to Mid-City or downtown or, or Metairie. But you don't. You go to the same places over and over and over. And uh, this is a plug for my friend Johnny Blancher. Yale oh, uh, College. It's one of the only places in the city that people travel from from all over. Not just, uh, and they do have a pretty heavy uh, uptown Tulane crowd there, uh, but LSU kind of still dominates. But people come in from all parts of the city to go to Yale College in. Last night, I fixed for my brother in law uh, a hamburger steak that I was trying to emulate. Yo Collagen's recipe and I was texting Johnny yeah I'm making this he, he just kind of laughed he said I can't give you the secret ingredients uh, <laughs> they came out really really good uh, but not nearly as good as his uh, 
hamburger steak. Have you been over there? Oh, yeah. I, I, rem- I knew Johnny back in the day when uh, he was selling mutual funds when we were in law school. Really? Yeah. Uh, we were in law school, and he was getting his career started in business, and uh, he approached us about buying Pioneer mutual funds back in the day, and I just knew he was an outstanding guy and uh, followed his career along the way and uh, so excited what he's done with College Inn from moving. An empire. Yes. That he built. Absolutely. Uh, you know, from being down the street uh, further down Carrollton Avenue by Banks and that Blue Jay land at Jesuit. Tulane and Carrollton. Yeah. It's to where he is now is phenomenal. He was in here uh, last season, he and his beautiful wife, and they did talk about uh, how Katrina comes, they lose their lease, the guy doesn't want to renew it, and their whole family, all their jobs are tied up into this, and how Yeo College Inn came, how he... The last image he left his house was uh, looking at the Sacred Heart of Jesus and said, I need you. He gets to the offices of the guy selling Yale College Inn, and they have an image of the Sacred Heart of Jesus right there, like the first thing he sees when he walks in. And he just had this, like as we were talking when we first started, that sign, those signs that come. He just said his body just was awash in this joy. He knew this is going to work. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know did the Yale College in now the bowling alley is there and uh, it, it's a great place I love to go uh, I'm going over Tuesday to meet with Father Pat from St. Reader where oh, we're going to start planning a men's cigar and steak night in New Orleans beautiful and uh, you will have to be recruited no, to no, come I'll, in no I'll be glad to do that Father Patrick Carr is one of the I didn't include him earlier on that list, but he's definitely on that list of the real holy ones in our yeah. community. So. He's a and a cool guy. Yeah, he's, on top he, of that, he's the only priest I know that wears purple LSU socks. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. <laughs> he's know died that. in the wool LSU. <laughs> I did know he was died in the wool uh, LSU yeah, fan because yeah. David Tasso, who is going to be the chair of this event. Um, which he's already agreed to, so I can go ahead and announce it. But yeah. as we organize it, uh, he said, just with Father Pat, it's all LSU. It's yeah. all LSU. <laughs> I said, okay, okay, that's easy enough. So we, no, you know, no sky blue and olive green in, that, in those colors, that's for sure. Well, he must be on the defensive sitting at the bar at uh, Yale College <laughs> Inn because uh, there's, they get pretty excited about Tulane over there. Yeah, yeah. And I will say one last thing with uh, Yale College Inn. <clears throat> their dessert, that bread pudding with the white chocolate, in my opinion, and I'm I'm a healthy enough looking fella to have a good opinion on a dessert, <laughs> and I mean healthy in the old sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that dessert is the best dessert in New Orleans. Yeah, I would agree with you. It's uh, it is the best. It's uh, great. It's like made like a beignet or something, and yeah. Wow, I, I the guy who turned me on to it, I forever hold him uh, in in contempt of some sort uh, because that thing is addictive and it's just uh, super delicious. Yeah, and you got to admire Johnny for uh, all he's done to create that plant he has there in in our city. I know he has another place in Lafayette. His yes. son's running now, yeah. and uh, whenever you go to college, in the staff is friendly, the wait service is great. You just had a wonderful nail it. dining experience, and I've been to several functions uh, in the bowling alley area and and uh, danced to the entertainment. They have the, the best bands in the city there, and uh, it's a just a fun time. He's captured entertainment uh, really well. He he has, and that was one of the emphasis of the show was when I talked to David Dawson. I said, you know, when I left the bank in New Orleans to go up to uh, the bank in Hammond. I would drive 45 minutes and uh, listen to Catholic radio. It really expedited my development of my faith. And um, so I wanted to kind of give something back. I said, why don't we do a show where we talk about uh, and have on sponsors of of the radio show, sure. of, of the radio program? Sure. One thing you need to remember about John is, if I'm not mistaken, at the entrance to the Bowling Alley, I think there's a statue of the infant Jesus of Prague as you enter the Bowling Alley area. So he recognizes that his faith and 
his spiritual journey has led to his success, and he gives credit to that every day. And that's just a phenomenal thing in our community to continue that spiritual journey in a way that through entertainment, he's continuing to grow souls closer to our Lord. And not many businesses practice that, and he's one of the very few that are exceptional in that way. Well, he also has that image of uh, the Sacred Heart of Jesus when yeah. you walk into. Yeah, and I may I may have my uh, images incorrect, yeah. but I know he has a spiritual. Oh, he's image. got both. He he's has got both. both. Yeah, uh, but the Sacred Heart of Jesus for him has just been one of those signs he's seen, yeah. and uh, yeah, and it is unique that that's a business that does great food, but also has that bowling alley. But what really gives it its whole vibe is the music scene. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he does music, live music, all the time, and just having that cool, uh, you know, it's a cool music venue. Really, uh, you, know, you can be bowling and, you know, not just bowling, uh, but having fun and yeah. you know, moving to the music. Yeah. Um, well, that's enough about Johnny. Sure. Uh, uh, he's. Uh, he did say I shot him a picture of my hamburger steak, and I did get to have a finished event. And he did say, "Wow, it looks great." That's good. So uh, I don't think he feared that I would be coming out rolling out with a new hamburger steak that would overcome his. Uh, but uh, it was cute that he sent back. And again, this is uh, David Anderson, a host of Cross Training on Catholic Community Media, and we're an affiliate of EWTN. Um, great radio station that was founded by the holy spirit as well as a little, Amen. A little nun that channeled that yeah uh, well angelica but she uh certainly gave uh, all credit to the holy spirit in making that a conglomerate Amen. of one mission yeah not how much ad revenue comes in but right how many people listen and i am one of those people who really benefited from the uh from that radio show so know when you come in and you give your time of doing this that's what it's all about amen uh so what i what i'd like to do is talk a little about how you came to write this book because everybody me included says i want to write a book sure everybody yeah has a story to tell sure and uh but very few actually put the pen to paper yeah how did you say i'm starting sure well we were talking earlier about uh the spiritual journey that we all have in life and the holy spirit who works in us and uh for me probably about five or six years ago um i was on a plane to europe and prior to leaving on that journey i had this idea of what spiritual excellence could be and uh, having outlined the New Testament, had some understanding of the concept, and so I had a nine or ten hour flight, and so I, I brought, uh, I think I had my Bible with me and a notepad, and uh, just started stream of consciousness, laying out ideas for this book on spiritual excellence, and uh, so any of you have done any travel overseas, you know it's a long, boring flight, and in those days they didn't have movies uh, all around and you know all kinds of ways to entertain yourself, so it's just you and the seat in front of you. <laughs> it's, too, it's too noisy to talk to anybody. People are trying to sleep and so on, so, so I'm writing down, writing down all kinds of ideas and, uh, and kept getting inspiration from the Holy Spirit over the next year or so about what to call it, how to theme it, how to master it, and our as I kept looking around and searching, there really wasn't anything about spiritual excellence, but also I realized that I was blessed to have the experience of working as a lawyer, working as a coach, as a teacher. I taught at UNO in a paralegal program for about 10 years. Uh, as a deacon, people would talk about all kinds of problems, and inevitably we'd wind up in their spiritual journey. And, uh, and they were struggling with faith issues or how do I manage fear and stress in my life or... I've got this problem with temptation. I can't overcome it. I've got substance abuse going on. I, my brother and I hate one another. Uh, how do we deal with that? And uh, so it seemed like the remedy for that is what St. Paul had written 2,000 years ago in his letter to the Philippians and the Corinthians, that we need to push this concept out of excellence in our spiritual journey. And uh, so I put it all together and uh, 
became, uh, and I put it out to, I asked Monsignor Nalty to read it and Father Joe Kraft at the seminary to read it. And I asked my friend Raymond Arroyo to read it. And uh, they all loved it. And uh, Father Joe said, why don't you do it in our prayer group at Saint at Notre Dame Seminary on Friday morning. So we did it in our group there. And I did it in the parish <clears throat> at Good Shepherd Uptown St. Stephen's Church. And people liked it a lot. And Raymond thought it was a good idea. So uh, I went to the EWTN people through Raymond. And um, they loved it. And uh, Raymond helped promote it. And uh, got endorsements from Father Joe and Monsignor Nalti and uh, they picked it up, and it's been it's gone nationwide now. Been on 25 or so television, radio shows around the country promoting it. And uh, I remember when it was in a black binder, uh, a three ring binder. Yeah, and it's as all it, as it evolved to. Yeah, this. it's all Holy Spirit driven, and uh, and it's not my ideas on these subjects. It's the writings of from the Bible, 160 scripture passages, the writings of the saints, and so on, and. Uh, so it's uh, it's all about getting away from the ping pong ball effect that we have in our lives to being bounced around with all these kinds of issues to focusing in on um, our spiritual journey. It's almost like this radio show we're on. If you're dialed into 690 radio and if you turn it over a little bit, it starts squelching in your life, right? So we want to get away from that squelching point because that's when you're not being guided by our Lord. And we want to be zoned in on our spiritual journey. So we want to have that constant communication and flow with the Holy Spirit where we have clear channel communications with the Holy Spirit in our daily journey. That's what it's all about. So you're on that flight to Prague for business or pleasure? Pleasure, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Blessed to be able to go. Uh, it's a beautiful city. Yeah. I, I've seen pictures, read about it. I've, yeah. I've never been fortunate enough to go. Yeah. Uh, it certainly is on my top five list yeah. <laughs> uh, to go to. And you start framing up this book. You've had the ideas for how long? I'd say many, many months. And then on a, and realizing that this was really something that I couldn't stop because the Holy Spirit's driving me on a flight back. It's an equally long journey. So the same thing's happening. And then over the course of a year, a year and a half or so, I'm waking up in the middle of the night. Are you writing or typing? Yeah, I'm writing. I'm writing on legal pad, just notes mm-hmm. and notes and notes. And I, realize about the different issues that people are challenged with and what are the remedies and so over the next 18 months or so uh, the Holy Spirit is inspiring me nearly a week I'd get up in the middle of the night I couldn't go back to sleep unless I went and wrote down the ideas for a chapter I was working on oh my so I knew that this is Holy Spirit driven because he was telling me this is what I want you to write about and uh, this is what I want people to know in their journey through life and how they can Get closer to our Lord. So it's not about me. There's nothing in there about me. It's everything is Holy Spirit driven. And you're you're right. I, I think your lawyer background with organizing and writing out thoughts, which are you know what, what a lot of lawyers do in their briefs yeah. and responses, right. uh, really gave you a good framework to take your thoughts, write them, organize them in a manner in which others can uh, appreciate and I've been with part of the book since uh, I remember when we did the uh, class at at St. Stephen's right uh, and then we brought it to uh, and and was that at St. Angela uh, yeah I did a mission at St. Angela too so I've done a few which missions. I was part of that yeah you were uh, you, yeah you were one of our leaders uh, that was great I really enjoyed it um, I think the priest uh, the pastor there gave you the feedback that I should listen more <laughs> as opposed to talking more. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, yeah, huh. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't take it well. I, yeah. was, I, I was smarted over it for a little while. And then later, you know, here I am on the radio show. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. I was like, I, don't, I think I listened pretty well, uh, you know. But, and I did, he, I think he was in, he wasn't in priest attire. Uh, he had, exercise or something I didn't know and he was in the group I didn't yeah. know he was the priest yeah, uh, yeah. I would have given him a lot more airtime. You know? yeah <laughs> so you bring it to EWTN that's a I, I guess Raymond Arroyo pointed you in which door to go to yes Raymond Raymond opened the doors no doubt um, does he still live here is he yes. in D.C. no he lives here he just commutes a lot he's a uh, does Fox News and he does uh, 
EWTN. Uh, he does the World Over show for them, yeah. and yeah. he's involved in. He's currently doing a Christmas album, and uh, that'll be out here in another couple of weeks. A and Christmas album, yeah. singing. Me, people don't realize Bells. what voice he has. He's on this album with Jose Feliciano. Oh wow! Yeah, and uh, he's got an orchestra that plays. It's going to give a whole new "Down by the Schoolyard" uh, yeah. song. Huh? And he can sing. This guy. Really? This guy is. As talented as anybody I know, spiritually. Well, what an interesting and, team up with Jose Feliciano. Yeah, yeah, they're an uh, amazing individual as well. Is he yeah. Catholic? You know, I don't know that piece. I don't know that. I part would be of surprised him. if he's not. Yeah, I don't know for if sure. Raymond Royal is collaborating on a yeah on a Christmas piece. Yeah, uh, I would I would be surprised. Certainly, he's Christian. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm certain of that. I just whether he's Catholic, wow. I'm not certain. Wow, that it will be interesting. I, yeah, who doesn't look forward to hearing that? Yeah, it's phenomenal. I've heard a little cut from it, man. It is it is spectacular. You can't believe he's got as good a voice as anybody in music. I would I would believe it. I I try to listen to him often. You know, being a neophyte uh, uh, radio show host, uh, he's a you know a master of the trade. Yeah, and uh, done well for a long time. I really enjoy his. Uh, the world over is great. Yeah. And he does interviews with other folks. And yeah, his interviews are phenomenal. He's on the cutting edge of... I thought he was in D.C. Because he does interview a lot of those... Right. Uh, you know, people making decisions for the world. Sure. Um, which is well-named for his show. Right. Tell us a little bit about what's going on in your own spiritual life now. You're, sure done the book you're out interviewing folks that are uh, talking about the book is the um, are we going into a second edition soon actually uh, I had a second book that uh, EWTN just picked up a few weeks ago and uh, it'll be out probably uh, I don't know the publication date but uh, it's a similar concept of uh, what you talked about earlier when we started the show about people in their faith journey uh you call this cross training is the name of your show and over time people have uh conversion experiences and uh the holy spirit guides them instead of just a glimpse of spirituality that's more to it and they go about the change in their lives and this this uh second book focuses on that that journey and that transition in the souls of people i didn't so, know you had a second book this is yeah it's just i've been working on that for a little over a year now and uh so I originally, uh, Raymond's been my mentor in all of this, so I met with him uh, summer a year ago, summer 2022, and talked with him about the whole idea, and he said, it's it's really good. You know, go with it and see where it takes you. And, uh, Can so, you tell us a little about it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a concept that focuses on the recognition of kind of the times we were talking about earlier when the Holy Spirit touches you in your soul. Uh, what do you do with that? Uh, for so many people, it's like, um, lightning in a bottle, but the cap comes off. The lightning is in your soul for a while, and then it goes away. How do you keep the lightning in the bottle in your soul? And it's really learning the the values of Jesus and living them in your life every day is the way to keep that grace of of a spirituality rolling in your life. And uh, so this book talks about the journey that people make, uh, getting the lightning from our Lord, and then learning the ways of Jesus along the way and putting that into your life every day so you can sustain that grace uh, as you go through your life. And uh, so... Um, sustaining the grace is really the answer. It is. Uh, anytime you fall off and you sin, you can feel it. Yep. That your grace, yeah, it's like your battery is not as charged. Absolutely. Uh, the more grace you have, the top, you know, you can top your battery off. Yeah. And... Uh, when you feel that joy leaving your life, uh, and it's and it's going down as you use the battery analogy, uh, that's a great way to look at it. Because when that joy is constant, you're practicing our Lord's ways. When you deviate from that or vary from that, is when it goes the other way, and you lose your journey and you lose your way. Again, uh, David Anderson, host of Cross Training on Catholic Community Media, and in studio today we have. Deacon Richard Eason, an old dear friend and a super accomplished lawyer, father, deacon, author, perennial 
Johnny Bright All Star. I mean, the gamut, the gamut, the gamut. Uh, just an all round man's man. And uh, that's uh, the best thing I can say about anyone. That, uh, you know, I think uh, you exemplify our faith beautifully, eloquently, with a masculinity uh, that's recognized by men and women. And I think it's important uh, distinction. And um, just been a real glad to get to know you as well as I have over, over I guess these 15 or so years. Um, so, well, David, thank you for the opportunity to be with you today. Thank you for your nice words, but uh, those are those words aren't real. This is just all about the Holy Spirit driving our souls every day. You know, Jesus was the most humble being who ever lived, and. Um, uh, he taught us how to live our lives, and God is the one who, his Father, showed him the way, and uh, that's that's our path forward, is letting the Holy Spirit run through us, and it's uh, only through humility with zero pride in our souls that we can really make a difference in this world, and that's what, uh, that's what drives that. all of us, and uh, thank you for uh, this. Well, I will chance. ask for this copy of the book um, with a signature and some notes, unless you have to go give this to someone else. I actually will have to get you a copy because uh, this is a copy that my mother-in-law had. And, well, I'd uh, rather uh, you, I'd rather you put a little thought into what you oh, want yeah, to yeah, write yeah. anyway, uh, as opposed I'll, to I'll be best wishes, yeah. rich. No, no, <laughs> I, I always uh, put a little note in things like this because uh, reality is, is the Lord has blessed us with the opportunity to understand these concepts, and if we don't recognize it and find it a place in our soul, then uh, we're missing out on the joy that's there right in front of us. Better yet, I'm going to go buy the book, and I'll bring it to you, and you'll write yeah, your passage. Yeah, whatever's best for you. That, that's, uh, that, that's the best. And I would encourage anyone out there listening to uh, take a look at Spiritual Excellence. I think you can order it online. You can read a sample, and if you like it, you can yes. finish it. And uh, anything that this young man touches is going to benefit others. I can tell you that. Uh, so we'll go ahead and sign off. Uh, we generally say the Hail Mary, if you don't sure. mind, lead us, and we'll say sure. goodbye. And hopefully our listeners will join us as well. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Before we say the Hail Mary, I just want to say, Lord, thank you for this time together today to share ideas about your spiritual journey for all of us in life. We pray that your listeners grow closer to you from this time together and learn to practice excellence in their spiritual journey. We pray for David and his continued ministry here and as for his family for Union Law School and for Christine at Dominican and uh, his brother-in-law is with us today and we thank you Bill for, for being with us we pray that you bless him in his spiritual journey as well Hail Mary full of grace, grace the Lord is with thee blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb Jesus Holy Mary Mother of God pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death Amen Amen Father Son Holy Spirit Amen Cross Training with David Anderson is a production of Catholic Community Media.